Hey, I'm Bruce Weinstein, and this is the podcast Cooking with Bruce and Mark. And I'm Mark Scarborough, and on this episode of our podcast, we have got yet another holiday food gift guide. We've got news on an exciting new kind of milk arriving in supermarkets <laughs> soon, and our segment on what's making us happy in food this week. So let's get started. Okay, so holiday food gifts, my favorite topics when we do it, my favorite gifts to receive. And I want to start with a sweet dessert, Mochi Doki. And you get them at mochidoki.com. M-O-C-H-I-D-O-K-I. Let's also say right up front before we get into this that we are not sponsored, underwritten, or in any way supported by any makers of any of these no. products. But we do know these are good. We actually sent them to somebody and they really <laughs> love them. Sent them so, to our literary so agent. That's how good they are. What are mochi? So mochi is that chewy rice gooey stuff. And mochi ice cream, you just fill the mochi wrappers with ice cream. Mochi started, of course, in Japan. These chewy sticky rice dough treats. And what's so great about Mochi Doki Mark? Well, well, one of the things is, as I said, we sent them to our literary agent, and they can be kosher. You can mm. buy them. That so, if you have kosher friends on your list, the mm. Mochi Doki website will will lead you to the kosher ones that you can buy. There's all kinds of wild flavors. There's a Soul Cookie, which is a persimmon and cinnamon ice cream that's loaded with ginger snap cookies. Wow, it's just insane. Mm. It's actually a profile of a Korean. And dessert, right? But it a dessert is, punch. Yeah, it's, don't it, even try and pronounce the dessert punch. I, I can't. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, anyway, just get your head around persimmon, cinnamon, and ginger all mixed together inside this beautiful sweet ice cream treat. They also have a new flavor called milk and cereal, which is just <laughs> like what you think. It's a bite of nostalgia with crunchy frosted cornflakes and lightly sweetened ice cream, and then of course that's wrapped in the chewy rice paper covering, and of course. They've got strawberry and chocolate and cake batter. Yeah, all the standard stuff. And you yeah. should also know that uh, much of what Mochi Doki sells is vegan. Not only is it kosher, mm -hmm. but it's vegan too. So you can supply these to vegans on your list, to kosher people on your list, and just to people like me who eat everything. I mean, the regular ones, like the black sesame and the strawberry, those are filled with real ice cream. But the vegan ones Mark talked about, mm. those are filled with a coconut-based ice cream. Mm. And they have great flavors like chocolate hazelnut, lychee, mango, passion fruit. So each one of these, count each mochi as a single dessert it's maybe two to three bites i mean i guess a lot of people would eat two of them but or the whole box oh gosh well anyway <laughs> yes i'm sure the whole box given that people eat a whole can of frosting sitting in front of the tv so yes i'm sure the whole box but anyway mochi doki is a great treat it's drop shipped from them uh it's perfect for someone on your holiday wish list who perhaps you won't see but it's better for those you will see because then maybe you'll get some mochi mm, out mochi of doki yum what's oh, next okay next up, let's say that you know all about Chili Crisp because you have listened to the podcast, Cooking with Bruce and Mark, and you've heard us go <laughs> on and on and on and on about the Chinese condiment Chili Crisp and how there's all these different kinds and G-Daddy and new kinds and the woman who is now a billionaire who started it who rides around in her limo and all that kind of stuff. But let's say you want to get really insane or you have a really insane foodie in your life. But if you go to themalamarket.com, and that's important, the, T-H-E, mala, M-A-L-A, market, themalamarket.com, they sell 
a chili crisp making kit. So this is a great little company. Um, it starts a mother and daughter, and this woman uh, who started it, she had adopted a daughter from China, and as the daughter grew up, they decided to start a business together, importing <laughs> fine Sichuan ingredients that are really hard to find. For instance, I often order their chilies, you know, the dried chilies mm. and the Erjing Tower, my favorite, and when they come, they're still pliable and fragrant and, and a little soft. The facing Heaven chilies? No, that's Urging Tao. Uh, facing Heaven is a different chili, and oh. they also do lantern chili. So oh. what they've put together now is a kit, as Mark said. And in the kit, you get two kinds of ground chilies. You get a bottle of roasted rapeseed oil. And i got to tell you, I haven't seen roasted rapeseed oil anywhere else. <laughs> That's a little obscure, but go on. And they get high-grade Sichuan peppercorns, the kind that have absolutely no seeds in them, just the lovely hulls. They got fermented black beans, all the spices, and yes, even a jar. So you can actually make your own chili crisp given this... Uh, kit from themalapmarket.com is also a great gift, seriously, for somebody who likes to take their food seriously. And let me just say as a plug, uh, just a shameless plug here, if you want to take your food seriously, check out our YouTube channel, Cooking with Bruce and Mark, because I have a recipe for how to make your own Worcestershire. And if mm. you haven't ever made your own Worcestershire, then you don't actually know what real Worcestershire <laughs> is don't. about. You'll have to, though, make it now and hope to have it by January. It has to ripen a long time in the fridge. If okay. you're doing that, then also check out my video on making your own chili oil, because mm. I have like the 17 spice fragrant chili oil. So. We, uh, the, it's so delicious. Mm -hmm. Bruce's chili oil is so delicious, and it's not terribly hot. No, it's, it's much fragrant. more fragrant than it is anything. Okay, what's up for our third food gift? We got birch syrup. Yep, from birch trees. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people know that you can syrup, you can run the sap from birch trees. And years ago, and I'm talking probably, what, 18 years ago? Mm. Bruce and I wrote about birch syrup for Gourmet Magazine. But it's been around a long time. But it's still a thing, and it's a thing that you should explore. Well, there's a lot of sugar in birch syrup, just like there is in maple syrup. Not as much. You nope. have to boil it down much yep. more to get a sweet, syrupy thing. And that yields all sorts of other flavors and a little bitterness, and it's fantastic. And the best place we know to get birch syrup is from alaskabirchsyrup.com. Right. Okay, and so say that one more time. Alaskabirchsyrup.com. Correct. What they have that's really special this year is their reserve syrup. It's expensive, 40 bucks for an eight and a half ounce bottle. Ooh, but ooh, it's the first- Empty out that IRA. Yeah, but it's the first day's sap collected. Not even like the first week, it's the first day's sap collected wow. when there's still snow in the ground and they boil it down. It is the sweetest and lightest syrup of birch syrups. If you don't know anything about syruping and how that all works, uh, maple syrup too, the initial runs out of the tree are often more highly prized. The syrup gets more and more concentrated and more and more earthy as it runs along, right? And mm -hmm. so the initial runs from a tree when they, as the word goes, sugar it, when they sugar the tree, the initial runs after they've tapped it and sugared is um, lighter in flavor. This reserve is just one day sap. One day sap. It's insane. And they're probably going to run out. So if you are interested in this, I suggest get online, go to alaskabirchsyrup.com and order some. Yeah, let me say about birch syrup um, while we're sitting here and uh, tasting notes about it. It has a slightly more bitter edge. It has an earthier edge. Edge. It has sour notes in it. It's very different from maple syrup. It may not be the best thing on pancakes. I happen to like it when we wrote about it gourmet on pancakes and waffles, but 
you know, I have strange tastes. Um, I happen to like it there, but let me say that if you use it in place of maple syrup in baking, you're going to end up with a much more sophisticated mm. cake, a much more sophisticated pecan pie. It's a really high-end, uh, maybe not for the third grade set, but really high-end sophisticated flavor. Yeah, and as Mark said earlier, the later the season goes, it gets darker, more full-flavored, so you don't have to get the reserve. You can also get, they have reserve first mid and late runs each one gets progressively darker and stronger flavored Mm, and it does i've always said that birch syrup is for people who like chinar if you know what chinar (laughs) is and you then a pair of teeth made from artichokes i love chinar more than i can say and if you like chinar then you will probably like birch syrup it's definitely a foodie find and if you just heard a groaning in the background (laughs) that's because we're recording this with a dog in the studio with us so sorry that's our dog groaning in the background and apparently he likes birch syrup too so up for our fourth food what is it mark okay well get this if you don't know Candy bars are made in various flavors around the world in ways that are not necessarily produced for the North American market. And, of course, you can already figure this out, that some of the most interesting and wild combinations come from, yes, indeed, Japan. And did you know that there are all kinds of Kit Kat bars made in Japan that you could never get in the United States until now? Well, it is. And we found a website cowcrack.com that's c-o-w-c-r-a-c-k.com the last thing i want to be is in a cow crack but go on (laughs) and they're based in san diego they specialize in snacks and treats and they have kit kats from all over the world Mm. and some of the flavors i found on their website that are from japan are cheesecake milk tea wow banana caramel wow they even have a whole grain kit kat a whole grain what the apple Old cinnamon chestnut oh my gosh and I, my favorite mont blanc um, um <laughs> is it like a mont blanc like it is this, like the dessert like, like the dessert oh uh-huh. my gosh well you can find these kit kats from japan and they would make a fabulous gift in fact let me tell you that i think this would make a fabulous gift to yourself especially <laughs> if you work in an office and you're back after the pandemic in an office because having a bowl of these on your desk will make you the most popular person i want the banana ever. caramel <laughs> kit kats they sound so good <laughs> yeah exactly so you don't have to stick with even just the dark chocolate kit kats which you can find in canada but often not even it's in the hard US. to find even here yeah. and let me tell you you can continue to search for kit kats in a lot of other places because there are flavors all over the world. These are just some from Japan that we think are really interesting. And the same thing goes for potato chips. And I didn't see any at Cow Crack, mm. but I know that potato chip flavors mm. from, you can get all sorts scallop, of weird scallop shrimp. shrimp. In fact, mm. yeah, I've even mm. seen one that's like, you know, a double bacon cheeseburger potato chip. Oh my gosh. Um, that might be a dangerous <laughs> thing. So you could search for potato chip flavors from around the world too. Okay, before we next get to our next segment, let me just say that there is a Facebook group called Cooking with Bruce and Mark. Please join that group. Join the fun that is there. You can connect with us in that group and we would love to connect with you. And don't forget, we have a brand new cookbook, Instant Pop Bible, Copycat Recipes. It makes the best holiday gift for the (laughs) Instant Pot lover in your life. They can make their own restaurant favorites in an Instant Pot. Okay, what's up next? 
Okay, segment two, our one minute cooking tip. And I'm going to let Mark do this because this is something Mark lives and breathes by. It is. And it's about whipped cream. And if you don't know about whipped cream, I mean, I know you know about whipped cream, but if you don't know how to do it properly, no. Right out of a can. No, no. You do not do it out of the can. You whip cream in a bowl. And the best way to whip cream in a bowl, and I insist on doing it by hand, by the way, not even an electric mixer is to keep the bowl and the whisk in the refrigerator all day so they are ice cold, just like the whipped cream that has been kept in there all day. Cold cream, cold bowl, cold whisk means less air whipped into the cream, which means a saucier consistency, not that nasty, foamy consistency of the stuff out of the can. Uh, remember, whipped cream is a sauce, not a rock. So- <laughs> it's not a solid. It's not a liquid, but it's not a solid. Yeah, it's a plasma. It should just be right at the level of plasma. And but wait, now let me ask you this though: Do you believe in adding sugar and vanilla, or is that optional? Yes, I do. And in fact, when I whip cream, I add confectioner sugar because confectioner sugar has a little cornstarch in it, and it helps to stabilize Mm -hmm. it. If I'm going to hold that cream for an hour Mm -hmm. or so at room temperature, or even hold that cream in the fridge, that cornstarch helps sap excess liquid out of it and stabilize it. That's in the confectioner sugar. But honestly. Cold bowl, cold whisk, by hand, give your shoulder a workout, make the best whipped cream around. Okay, segment three. Today we have a really interesting food find, and it's something that is new, not available in the U.S. as of this recording, but what is it? You know how there are all kinds of milks out there. You know, almond milk and coconut milk and uh, cashew milk and oat milk, which is one of my favorite things. I'm not so sure about the pea milk. It's just the name that freaks me out. (laughs) It's P-E-A. I know, but gross. (laughs) Um, So anyway... I can't help it. I just can't get over the notion of pea milk. Anyway, I like oat milk a great deal. In fact, I like an oatmeal latte almost better than a dairy milk latte. Don't at me, the Dairy Council. As long as we get unsweetened oat milk. That's the problem. All these milk alternatives, the only way Mark and I like them is unsweetened. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't want any sugar in it because I don't want sugar in my coffee. Okay, Mm -hmm. anyway, but that's a whole different story. So there is a new milk coming your way. It's not quite in the U.S. yet, but man, is it coming. And what is it? It is. Potato milk. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> the brand name is Doug, D-U-G, because mm. what do you do to a potato? It is dug out of the ground. Mark, how do you milk a potato? <laughs> you, well, you don't. You can't milk a potato, but you can heat it up. I guess if you're really, really strong, you can probably milk it. But um, you heat it up and you emulsify it with rapeseed oil, and it produces this... Uh, well, this potato milk. It's a trade secret out of a Swedish company called Veg of Lund or Veg of Lund or Veg of Lund or I don't know how to say it. <laughs> we watch enough Swedish TV, you should know I how to should. say it. I should. Okay, Veg of Lund. <laughs> and um, it's, it's this potato milk. And uh, trust me, it is coming your way. Tra- potatoes take about half the land it takes to grow an equivalent amount of oats. Potato milk uses about 56 times Less water than almond milk mm, to that's grow. A huge amount. If you are concerned about environmental issues, potato milk may be coming your way even quickly, more quickly, more quickly, more quickly, more quickly. than you think. Well, right now it's only available in Europe, but stay tuned and keep an eye on Doug Drinks. 
www.thebookshop.com and you'll be able to see when it is available for you to put potato milk in your coffee. And let me just again say before we end this and move to the last segment, let me again say that we have no relationship with the Mala Market, with Mochi Dochi, with DougDrinks.com, with any of these providers. We have absolutely no relationship mm-hmm. with them. So we think that potato milk may well show up in 2022 and by 2023 be a major food trend. We shall see. Hey, now we're up to segment four. It's what's making us happy in food this week. Mark, what's making you happy in food this week? Well, what's making me happy in food this week are Chinese bao. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, see, I now I need to make reverse laugh. We had a dinner party last night, and Bruce made his patented fabulous bao, his pork stuffed buns. He makes his own dough. He steams them. It's delicious. And if you want to know how to make these bao, we wrote this recipe for Cooking Light years ago. They are a lighter version of bao made with pork tenderloin, not pork shoulder or pork belly. And in fact, when we wrote this recipe for Cooking Light, it became one of their most popular recipes ever, and you can still find it online. Yeah, if you go to myrecipes.com, that's a database that has all of the Cooking Light recipes, and just search um, pork buns, steamed pork buns, right. and there's a couple on there, so make sure you get the one that's written by Bruce Weinstein and Mark Scarborough. And really, honestly, the year we wrote it, they told us it was their number one recipe by consumer vote and by internet choice. It It's a really fine recipe for a slightly healthier version of steamed Chinese buns. Well, what's making me happy in food this week is something else we had at our Chinese dinner party last night. It was mooncakes. I know that this podcast is going up. It's holiday time. It's Western holiday times. It's December. And mooncakes are, you know, Chinese holiday. And that's not necessarily now. But I love them all year round. And I usually make them with either a lotus seed paste filling or a red bean paste filling. And don't at me, but I don't put the salted duck egg yolks in them. I don't <laughs> like that. And I know that's what makes it a moon, right? You cut I them know. open and it's and the I moon. actually like the salted yolk in the center, but Bruce doesn't. But okay, I used a new on. recipe this time. Rather than even putting the sweetened seed paste in there, I made a mixed nut filling. And there were almonds and walnuts and pumpkin seeds and there were sunflower seeds and oh it was he so plays yummy. with mooncakes like crazy in fact mooncake molds are a fabulous thing to buy for some food lover in your mm. life if they want to make their own in fact bruce himself has done this weird version of mooncakes one time which he put a luxardo cherry <laughs> in the center and then he put a white icing on top of it so it was like some weird mashup of a uk bakewell tart mm-hmm. and a chinese mooncake i was- mixed coconut <laughs> into the lotus seed paste drizzle <laughs> some white icing, the Luxardo <laughs> cherry. It was. It was a mooncake bakewell tart. It was really fabulous. Bakewell tarts are amazing. Mooncakes are amazing. If you want to know what one tastes like before you spend the effort, and believe me, it's effort to make mooncakes, drop by a local Chinese bakery. They will have mooncakes in the case. Do not look at them with your own eyes if you're listening to this from North America. In fact, the ones that are more
more highly prized probably look a little beyond the pale view. They should be shiny, shimmery, oily, glisteny. Mm. You want all of that oil to start coming out into the dough mm. itself. If they look dry or in any way nicely baked, as we might think sometimes in North America, that just means they haven't sat on the shelf long enough. They have to actually ripen over time. So check out Chinese bakeries for mooncakes and then maybe you'll get into making your own. So that's the podcast this week. Lots of ideas for food gifts, lots of interesting stuff. And Mark said that you can give someone mooncake mold. I all want to add to that. If you're doing that, get them also a tin of Lyle's golden syrup because yeah. that is a key ingredient in making the dough for mooncake. So that's it. Lots of great ideas. I hope you had as much fun as we did today on Cooking with Bruce and Mark. Subscribe to this podcast. You won't miss a single episode. And we will see you back here next time for yet another holiday edition of Cooking with Bruce and Mark. Have a safe and wonderful holiday in any